0: Hello, my name is Dale, and uh, I want to say uh, as well, welcome to Tristan and Lara and Amelia. It's great to have you here. So we just pray. Father, would you speak to us this morning? We thank you for your word, we thank you for your gift, we thank you for family, we thank you for your many blessings. We pray that we can hear from you this morning and be challenged to uh, move closer with you. Amen. I really enjoy watching those kind of uh, makeover programs. You know the kind of thing I mean. Changing rooms, DIY, SOS, and uh, 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 what's the other one? Love Your Garden. Yeah. Where they take a fairly normal house or a fairly normal garden. A team comes in and they do it up. Yeah? They knock down some walls, they extend some things, they plant a few trees, they lay some decking, put a swimming pool in the shed, and they build lots of storage. It's all about storage, always loads and loads, and loads of storage. And, uh, and then they come in and they paint it and they decorate it and they make it look fantastic. And I'm sure you know the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And I love that moment where the homeowner comes back and they do the big reveal And they just say, oh, I love it. It's amazing. I can't recognize it. It is such a transformation. And today, we've got a story about transformation. Not with homes uh, and gardens, but with real people. Real people meeting Jesus and being transformed. And our series at the moment is titled, Come As You Are. And today, I want to... uh, Look at how people are being transformed by Jesus. And so I want to tag a bit onto our title. Come as you are, but don't stay as you were. I, I don't know why you've come to church this morning. Obviously, I know why you've come to church this morning, which is, which is fantastic. But um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've been coming for a while or if, if this is your first time. But I want to ask you to think about why you're here. What do you want to get out of it? Your time this morning, what do you want to get out of it? And, and I know that's a, a bit of a different thought, and some people might be shocked that I'm saying, oh, what do you mean talking about what we're going to get out of church? That's, uh, that's a little bit different. But I think the reality is that we ought to be wanting something from this. I think it's okay for us to be coming to church wanting and potentially even expecting to be transformed, to be made better. Now just to be clear, uh, being transformed may not be the only reason you've come to church and it's definitely, definitely not the only reason to keep coming to church. But that question is important. Do we want to be different? Do you want to be Different? Do you want to be transformed, made new? Because that's what Jesus wants for us. So if you're here with that purpose, then good news, because transformation is God's family business. Now let's look at our reading. We see a couple of people come as they are to Jesus, but they don't stay that way. They are both transformed and move on from where they were. The first one is Philip, who Jesus goes out to find, and he says to him, follow me. And this is the first time in Jesus's ministry that he's called someone to follow him. Later on in his ministry, Jesus tells the story of the lost sheep, and you've probably all heard it before, and it's definitely in the children's Bible with some great pictures. A shepherd loses one of his 100 sheep, and he leaves the other 99 and goes to find the lost one because God wants even one of those sheep not to be lost. And so here we are right at the start of Jesus' ministry, and he goes searching for Philip, and he finds him. Now, we don't know how lost Philip was, but we hear Jesus call him, and Philip responds. And this story is amazing because it's such a tiny interaction and yet it's full of so much. But there's also a huge amount that is not shown in this interaction. We don't know, was Jesus looking specifically for Philip? Was he just looking for anyone? Why Philip and why not Trevor or Wendy or Brian or anything else? We don't know if there was something special about Philip or if Jesus already knew him. And crucially, when Jesus found Philip and said, follow me, we have no idea what Philip said. What? Why? We don't know what they did or what they talked about, but it's remarkable as a story because despite all the things we don't know, simply two verses later, we see the impact of the conversation and the reaction Philip has to his encounter with Jesus. In our reading, verse 45 tells us, Philip found Nathaniel. Jesus says to Philip, follow me. And from his reaction, we know that he was changed. He went from wherever he was to being convinced about Jesus. He's convinced that Jesus is the one that the uh, entire Jewish Bible has been talking about. What we call the Old Testament is full of prophecies of what will come. Philip's uh, Jewish tradition means that he would have heard the scriptures every week since he was a boy. He definitely knew his Bible. He knew the promises about the Messiah and he lived as a Jewish person in expectation of that Messiah coming. And Philip is now convinced that Jesus is that person. He's all in after encountering Jesus. Now, Philip's understanding would definitely have grown over the next three years as he followed Jesus. But at this point, Philip might not understand it all, but he still knows that Jesus is the one. And I've met people in the past, maybe you've met similar people, uh, and they talk about having met the love of their lives and knowing almost instantly that this is the person for them. And they got married and they lived happy lives together, etc. And that's a little bit like what Philip's like here. He's certain, he's found in an instant the one, the answer to everything. So Jesus calls Philip right where he is and exactly how he is. And I love this because it's so simple, Jesus doesn't put any restrictions on Philip or rules or criteria that he has to comply with. It's a simple, open offer. And Philip responds and goes away changed transformed. Philip heard God call him and he was never the same again. But you know in all honesty we don't know much more about the rest of Philip's life but we see in his response that he is transformed. He moves from seeking something to having found it. From looking to the past to being clear about the future. From doubt and possibly fear to understanding and peace. Jesus says, follow me. Philip doesn't need anything special, doesn't have to do anything special, be anyone special, it's an open invite. And he extends that also to us. And if we look at Philip's response to this reaction, we see the immediate impact of transformation as he doesn't stay as he was. Philip immediately goes and shares what he has found and passes it on. Now, Philip tells someone else straight away. And don't worry, I'm not saying that we all have to rush off straight away and find somebody and, uh, and tell them all about the gospel. But it is important to stop and think about that for a minute because um, God's call on our lives is not just for ourselves. It's not just for our own purposes so that we can feel good. It's not like a nice massage for the soul. You see, God calls us for his purposes, to transform the world, to heal the hurts, and to make everything better. Philip isn't just sitting back and uh, enjoying that he's found the one. Instead, he goes straight to tell Nathaniel and share the good news because he wants others to find out what he's found. And that brings us to Nathaniel, uh, the second person in our, in our story and another fantastic small story. Again, there's so little to it, but we can learn so much from it. And again, it's a story of someone coming to Jesus as they are, but not staying as they were. In verse 45, we read, Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And you can almost kind of feel the excitement in what Philip says. And I kind of imagine the scene, it's a little bit like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And he comes bouncing in full of enthusiasm at his newfound certainty. I found it, I found the answer, he's the one, it's Jesus from Nazareth. And he gets this slightly pessimistic Grumpy response, a bit like Eeyore, as Nathaniel says, Nazareth? You must be joking. Come on. What good can come from there? But Philip doesn't try and win him over or argue with him or convince him. He just invites him into the same relationship with Jesus. Straight away, he shares the same welcome that he has received. He says, Just just come as you are, Nathaniel. Come and see. And baptism is, is a similar example of a great start welcoming into that relationship to come as you are, to come and see. And it's great that you're here. And, and then Nathaniel does that. He, he goes to see and he has this almost miraculous interaction with Jesus who shows that he knows Nathaniel when he says, here's a true Israelite. And that, that phrase shows that Jesus knows that Nathanael has been reading the scriptures. He's been searching for God. He's been asking questions and seeking. And then Jesus tells him that he'd seen him earlier sitting in the shade of a fig tree before Philip called him. And Nathanael is, you know, mouth open, Wow. Whether that meant that Jesus had some kind of vision of Nathanael or he had some kind of prophetic insight or he's previously literally just seen him sitting under the fig trees reading the scriptures, that's not clear. However, it is clear that Jesus knew Nathanael and he accepts him just as he is with no rules, no criteria, no judgment. Just come as you are, Nathaniel. I know you've got doubts and questions, and that's okay. And it's in that moment of acceptance that Nathaniel is completely won over and falls completely in with Jesus and declares, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And just think of that phrase, the Son of God. For somebody to declare someone as the son of God, it's an extraordinary claim. And it's full of meaning and depth, especially for Nathanael as a Jewish person. But we're not gonna go into all of that meaning and depth in here, we just don't have time. But what we see is a changed, a changed reaction. See, Nathanael no longer cares if Jesus is from Nazareth, he knows that Jesus is the son of God, the savior of the world, the savior of Israel and the savior of him. And again, after these few verses, you know, in all honesty, we, we hardly hear anything else about Nathaniel and we know very little about the, his life. He's just another person whose life has been transformed by coming to Jesus and moving on from where he was. So what do we take from this? Well, just like with Philip, God is seeking people out and calling us into relationship with him. Every one of us. Jesus extends that open hand of welcome, free, and without any conditions. There's not a rebuke or a reprimand. And I don't think we can overstate how important that is. There's a lot of study about society and pressure in society at the moment. Um, and there's, it's acknowledged there is a huge amount of pressure on people to conform, to be a certain way, to behave a certain way to say certain things, to look a certain way, to be accepted, to be included. And we see terrible stories where, when people don't conform to that, they are rejected, persecuted in some way, ridiculed, and, uh, and it has some terrible consequences. But God's welcome sweeps all of that away and says it's free. There's no conditions. There's no criteria. And that's quite amazing really. He's calling all of us. And some of you I, I know well and I know God called you a long time ago and you've been in relationship with God for a long time and that is brilliant. And some of you I don't know very well at all. Uh, and I, To all of us, God is calling us, whether that be for the first time or for the 1,000th time, to come as you are, to come a little bit deeper and to keep coming with our questions, our doubts, our fears and our failings. Because I know for certain that it doesn't matter how long you've been in relationship with God. Those questions and doubts and concerns, they don't go away, they change, but they're there. And God invites us to come. We've all got our baggage and our hang ups. That's normal. It's called being human. Just come. It's okay. God doesn't have this criteria we have to meet or standards we have to conform to. There's no entrance test or SATS test to qualify the welcome. He just calls us and He asks us to respond. And when we respond, God transforms our life like he transformed Philip and Nathaniel, and he keeps transforming us day by day a bit more at a time. So to finish I want to go back to my opening question really, why are you here? Are you here to respond to God's call? Are you here to come and see? Are you here to be transformed? For the first time, or for the thousandth time. I really hope that we all know we can come as you are, be transformed by the living, loving God, and move on from where we were. Thank you.